the NBA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just go to GetRoman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is your home to the Best Ball Mania 2 contest where you can win $1 million. That's right, $1 million. Sign up now at UnderdogFantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. That's UnderdogFantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Odds Jam. Odds Jam is the betting tool every sharp better needs, bringing you the latest prices, presenting the best betting opportunities. Dominate the marketplace with Odds Jam. Use promo code SGP and get 5% off sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Odds Jam. And welcome, everyone, to a Tuesday evening edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. It's your host, ZB, joined by Moonoff. Moonoff, how are you, brother? Probably our first Tuesday night uh, podcast that we've done together. So a little bit of a different vibe tonight. Yeah, uh, I think the first ever uh, night nightcap, right? I know we're uh, right in the midst of this uh, Hornets and Pacers playing game midway through the third quarter, but... Uh, had some technical issues, but I'm ready to rock and roll, man. Uh, let's do let's do this. Yes, yeah, sir. So, yeah, so right now it is uh, mid-third quarter of that Pacers-Hornets game. We still have that Celtics-Wizards uh, matchup on tap tonight, so really looking forward to that. We will obviously not talk about those games tonight so that we can get to, uh, you know, to the games that are for Saturday. So today we're going to yep. break down some of our general thoughts on the Eastern Conference and the game one lines for Knicks-Hawks and um, – Bucks Heat tomorrow yep. will be with Scott. Uh, yep. Also from SGPN, we'll talk about the Western Conference series that we know. And then Thursday and Friday, we'll start to add in our other handicaps for uh, the rest of the game Saturday. So let's get right into it here, Moonaf. Let's start with this Knicks-Hawks matchup. Both teams really seems like one each other. And obviously, the Knicks did take this regular season series three zips. So yep. we'll definitely talk more about that as we go forward. Let me pull up the series price here. What are you seeing? I have seen a lot of different prices across the market. Let me see. Currently, what we're looking at. Um, I see it currently at uh, Hawks at minus 120. Knicks getting even money on their uh, on the way back. So uh, they have the Hawks favored uh, slightly, minus okay, 120. Okay, yeah. I'm looking at similar. I'm looking at a uh, minus 120 for the Knicks, actually. Oh, wow. even money, even money for the Hawks. So right around, you know, right around the pick but I think there is going to be some variance here. We have seen a lot of these lines move quickly. So definitely, yep. as you do like something, get on it. But let's get right into it. Move off. What are kind of your early impressions of this series and um, maybe, you know, matchups that you're thinking, uh, style of play that you're thinking? So th- this should be a really fun series, kind of a clash of styles and both yeah. two surprise teams. Yeah, um, I guess we can start with what happened during the season. You know, you had just mentioned that the Knicks swept the season series three to nothing. Um, the Hawks were favored, I believe, in all three of those games. They played early on in the season, January 4th. Um, you know, not going to run through the box score there, but two out of the three games did go over the total. 
I believe one did go into overtime. So, um, you know, you just kind of go inside the box scores and see how some of these teams were doing um, or how, how some of these players were doing. Trey Young was averaging close to 25 points per game, 12 assists. But I think the one thing that really stood out for me for Trey Young was that he was only three of 14 from the three point line between these uh, three games with the Knicks shooting only 21%. So, um, you know, I kind of went back and looked at some of the defensive metrics for the New York Knicks and they were, I believe the best team uh, defending the three point line. If you look at their season long stats and they were, you know, across the board, one of the best defensive teams in the league, if not the best defensive team in the league. So like you mentioned, I think this is going to be a clash of two styles of plays. Um, but I think, yeah, it's going to be a really, really fun series to watch. Like you said, I know, I know you're the New York Knicks fan, so I, I think I should let you kind of lead off and, and talk about the Knicks and what you're thinking against Atlanta. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great matchup. I think both teams kind of can do stuff that uh, the other team, uh, you know, maybe isn't that well equipped to guard. I think with the Knicks are offensively, the Hawks mm-hmm. have had no answer for Julius Randle this season. I think he's definitely someone that, if we're looking at play, player props in this yeah. series, um, you know, when these lines are posted, how aggressive are they? Because I think Julius Randle's a guy who obviously will be the focal point. Now, he's had a lot of success against Atlanta, and they kind of struggle to match up with him. Right. You know, John Collins, not really a great matchup for him, and then you don't really want to put Clint Capella on him because he can mm-hmm. be your rim protector. Right. Um, but I also think that Julius is someone who has struggled in these back-to-back uh, series um, this season. So if you look at Julius Randle's game log, and I, I don't have exactly in front of me, but if you look at the second game of two game sets that he's played, for the most part, he's really struggled to score mm-hmm. and been inefficient in those second games of that two-game set. So one thing I am looking for the Knicks is how does Julius kind of adjust throughout the series? I expect that there will be some ups and downs for him despite the good matchup. Um, you know, Against the Hawks, offensively, a lot of what teams do try to do is mismatch Hunt against Trey Young. So I think both Derrick Rose, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, all of those guys will be looking to, you know, call Trey Young's man for set a screen and then look to switch and, and really try to punish him as much as as much as you can. That'll be interesting to see how Trey holds up. Um, and then when the Hawks are on offense, I think the Knicks are also going to have a tough task. Bogdan Bogdanovich is someone who's been playing really, really well down the stretch of this season. I think he's going to be a tough matchup. Who really guards Trey Young? You know, do they want to bring in Frank Nilakina to play that role? But he might be more of an offensive liability. Um, but I definitely think he is someone who'll get some time on Trey. So a lot of interesting kind of angles to to this series. And, you know, both teams will be able to do some stuff that the other team will have trouble stopping. And at the same time, this Knicks defense will see, you know, how real are they? I think they're, you know, like you said, they've had some shooting performance against them that's been beneficial. What we'll to see is that real or can the Hawks catch fire? Um yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a great series. We can say, I mean, I'll say, do you have any sort of players that you're thinking you like the matchup for in this series that might be a player prop angle? Yeah, I think you just had mentioned Julius Randle. And then in three games against the Hawks this season so far, he has averaged 37 points, 12 rebounds, and about seven assists per game against yeah. them. So I think yeah. that's, you know, one thing to kind of look at. Andy, you know, it, it, again, this is going to be such an X's and O's matchup. And, you know, I, I think the the hire of Tom Thibodeau with this New York Knicks team, it's really going to play dividends now, I think in the playoffs, because you have a head coach that has been had so much playoff experience. I think as an example for tonight, and I think this kind of applies both of these teams kind of zooming out is New York Knicks players don't have much playoff experience. And I don't think Atlanta players have much playoff experience either. 
outside of probably Clint Capella for the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I don't think there's many guys that have playoff experience on Atlanta. And then you look at New York, uh, Derek Rose is probably that one guy, but I'm not sure who else really has that playoff experience for New York. So it might, it's going to be interesting to see because I, I think tonight is a great example where I get number one, Charlotte, is a young team and doesn't have that playoff experience. I mean, it is a play in game, but it is that playoff atmosphere, right? It is, it's almost like a playoff game. Um, but you know, I, I kind of want to get your thoughts. Do you think that playoff experience is going to take, uh, uh, is going to be a factor in at least early on in this, in the first or second game? Yeah, I think it will. I mean, I, I think when, when it comes to playoff experience, so the, the weird thing is neither of these teams really have it, like you mentioned. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think if you were looking at maybe like a, a Chris Paul-led team going against the Knicks that you might see like, you know, some faltering there and some of the veteran tricks. But I do think both these teams will be able to, you know, hang one up on each other. Shout out to Raising Canes. That looks that looks great. I saw I saw you had you had you had the soda coming up. Jealous. Um, I, I I had made my uh, wife grab me dinner before I took care of some business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm jealous. Um, and uh, what was I saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think both these teams. Derrick Rose is someone who maybe you could see him get away with a few veteran tricks against Trey Young. I mean, I'm really intrigued to see Trey Young and how he handles the potential of the Knicks really going with that mismatch hunting style where they just say, Trey Young, whoever you're guarding, you come set a screen for me. I'm getting Julius Randle posted up on you. Um, yeah. And, you know, is Trey going to be able to survive that? I mean, look, I think Trey's had a quietly had a really good year. He's now kind of seems underrated. So obviously a really big series for him as he kind of takes this Hawks team into the playoffs for the first time. Um, so in terms of the series price, I mean, how do you kind of react to that number right around right around a pick'em? It looks like um, is that kind of what you expected? Any any feel for which way you might go on that? Yeah, I think especially like when it's a four-five matchup, you're pretty much seeing that it's going to be at a pick'em, right? Because those two teams yeah. probably have you know fairly similar similar records, and you know the uh, Hawks and the um, Knicks pretty had a similar record, I believe. Let me quickly pull up the standings. So yeah, yeah they, they both tied. finished up yeah forty-one to 30, 41 and thirty-one. So and it's crazy that they had the exact same record both at home and away um, this season. Uh, so I, I think going back to the season series, something that did kind of pull up was the rebounding numbers um, in, in this game, in their games, right? So I think the first game, the Knicks won. They were they out-rebounded Atlanta by seven. The second game, the Knicks, uh, sorry, yeah, the Hawks out-rebounded them by two. And then the last game, Knicks were uh, rebounded, out rebounding them by eight. And you were kind of thinking, I also went back and looked at the three point shooting. Two out of those three games, the Knicks uh, outshot them, which is really surprising to me because of the caliber of shooters that the um, the Knicks, sorry, the Hawks have. So I, I think the the big factor for me in this series is going to be if the New York Knicks want to win this series. They're going to have to control the boards because you are going up against the, the best rebounding big man in the league yeah. in Clint Capella. So if they're able to really limit the Atlanta Hawks to one and duns on the offensive side, I think that's the starting point for the New York Knicks to uh, kind of win this series and probably take games one and two. I think the, I think the Knicks have to probably get the first two games in the series yeah. if they're going to win the series. I, I personally think that I, I don't think they can afford a uh, split one and one because I think Atlanta will, will probably take it at that point. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I think the longer the series goes on, the more likelihood that Atlanta can kind of figure out the Knicks defense. The Knicks offense, I don't think, has the same firepower. I do think that's a great point with Clint Capella potentially really having a nice rebounding series, especially consider how aggressive Nerlens Noel is going for block shots. You know, he's going to yeah. leave his feet at drivers, and then, you know, Clint Capella can slide in weak side for offensive boards, puts backs all day. So it's got to be a big team rebounding effort for the Knicks, like you mentioned. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think, like you said, it's going to be a close series. I, I could really see this going either way. I think the Knicks defense is going to be really w- good early, and if they get up a two-game lead, they should have an advantage. Thoughts on yeah. home court in this series? I mean, are we are, are we taking each team at home? Um, or, you know, h- how, how are you factoring that in here? So, uh, I know you're in, in New York, so what's the – uh, They just upped it to about 60% capacity. So, it should be rocking on Saturday, I think. Yeah, so I, I think uh, – I think with the with now the increase in capacity, especially in Madison Square Garden, I mean, I think that place is going to be buzzing because they haven't seen a playoff game in what now eight years. So I think, yeah, um, I think that's something the Knicks can really get behind, right? And feeding off of the crowd's energy and maybe not having those nerves um, early on in the game. So I think they're going to come out and be ready to play. Um, as far as Atlanta, you know, I think that'd be something that you know kind of look up <clears throat> what the capacity is at. I think we should. I'll have that prepared for for tomorrow to kind of see what what the uh, stadium capacities will be for each of these teams, um, but yeah, man, I mean, it, it's really hard to handicap these series because we're kind of just going off of the stats, right? And I think I'm a very firm believer that if a team has playoff experience, they're going to be obviously better than the team that doesn't. And I think tonight is a great example of that, where Indiana has a few guys that have playoff playoff experience. And Charlotte has all these young players that probably is their first, you know, playoff game. So um, I will, do we want to make predictions now or make them later? Let's take a quick ad break here and then we're going to come back and we'll look at the game one line and maybe make some predictions for the series. Okay. All right. So let's take a quick break here and then we'll come back uh, with those predictions and look at the game one line. Today's episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to $500 risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Roman. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to GetRoman.com SGP now. With Roman, you'll get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for your AD, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash SGP and complete an online visit. That's right. GetRoman.com slash SGP to get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. It's at GetRoman.com slash SGP. And get started now to get $15 off your first month of treatment. All right, coming back off the break, Munaf, what is your prediction for this series here? Uh, let's take it, uh, you know, <clears throat> team and a number of games, and then we'll look at this game one line. 
I'm, I'm going to go with New York in, in six games. I think if New York is going to win this series, it's going to have to be on their home floor. Um, so I, I believe they'll get – I think they'll get the first two games, and I think Atlanta will probably um, – no, so game six will probably be in Atlanta, correct? Because it's a 2 2 yeah. 1 1 1 form. Okay. So then, man, I would love to see the series go seven. So why not? Let's yeah. go Nixon seven. Yeah, I, I'm going to go Nixon seven as well. I mean, I, I think I have a hard time seeing them close it out on the road. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I do think there is an element of the Hawks might be able to figure them out a little bit more. So I, I do think mm-hmm. maybe lean towards overs later in the in the series could be maybe an angle in this, in this, in this series. Um, yeah. We'll have to see, but let's get ready to this, this game one line here. Hawks coming to New York. Knicks favored by two at home, total at 215 and a half. I think you got to go Knicks here, and I think I'm going to look at Knicks first half as well. Just keep riding that train. I mean, I see no reason why they shouldn't be super prepared here. Tom Thibodeau's shown it all year. They can come out with a game plan. And, um, yeah, looking at Knicks first half here, guessing that'll be minus a half or minus one. And then um, – potentially come back on Atlanta live in the third quarter. If, if, if it's looking like that type of game, we've seen that game flow between these two teams uh, earlier this year. Remember Trey young did get hurt in that third game um, at the garden, rolled his ankle that kind of allowed the Knicks to get that win. So, you know, they did, they did have a a much more competitive, you know, third game. Um, But yeah, I'm going to go with the Knicks minus two here. And um, just really excited to see Madison square garden, like you mentioned, and it should be really fun. Yeah. The, um, the Knicks were 13 and four as home favorites this season. So uh, them being Big a what, two point, yeah, two point favorite to in game one on Sunday afternoon. I think uh, I, I'm going to agree with you, man. Minus two Knicks looks really good. Um, I think they should come out rocking and why not keep riding the the first half trend with the Knicks? I think they'll come out on fire and, and play well and, and just feed off of that energy at, at Madison square garden. Yeah. And I, Look, I, I think I think this kind of sets up well for the Knicks to succeed early in this series. I, I do think that there's something to that. Um, and look, they they kind of had a little bit of a lull in that Boston game. They kind of mm-hmm. got over the hump. They, they had a lot of pressure on them to win that game. Now that's kind of they're in the playoffs at a four seed. No one expected them to be here, so I expect them to come out balls to the wall. Any thoughts on this total at two fifteen and a half? Um, you know, seems a tad high for a Nick game, but then also a tad low for a Hawks game. So you're kind of right in the middle yeah. there. Um, any thoughts on that total or maybe any team total action? Um, no, I mean, yeah, I think it's right where it needs to be. Let me see where my numbers made this. I think it was right on the dot. Um, okay, I haven't done that yet. So, um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, across the board, you take a look at some of the offensive defensive efficiency ratings, right? Nick's were number 22 all in the season long trends of offensive efficiency. Hawks were number nine defensively Knicks number four, number 18. So it's, a, it's pretty much a clash of a great defense going up against a, a great offense. So, um, you know, uh, I'll dig more into this total. If I do so, I like something I can quickly mention on tomorrow's pod or I'll, I'll have it posted in the Slack channel and probably on my Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. And I, I will say going back to the side, I always do like to kind of, Throw out those conspiracy angles, but remember the Hawks were favored by what you said one and a half in New York in that last game. In that last game, these two teams played. Now the Knicks favored by two here, so bit of mm-hmm. a big line move, but still not enough to dissuade me from the Knicks um, minus two. Maybe even buy that down to one just to see you worst case push in a one point one one point win. Um, maybe I usually like to do that on a two point or one and a half point spread. So 
Yep. Going with the Knicks there. Any other thoughts on that game? One player prop angles you're looking at. Um, you know, any other quarter half bets? No, I mean, um, I agree with what you said about the first half. Uh, New York Knicks continue riding that trend, like we had mentioned. Um, you know, I, the player props aren't out yet. It probably won't be coming out maybe till Friday or Saturday. Yeah. So um maybe you know maybe we can do a prop shop on on one of the shows that we do later for all the round one matchups maybe um i quickly did a quick live handicap or or filling out my spreadsheet for the total um my numbers are coming out to around 218 uh for this game so you know uh, maybe a three-point value there so you know lean to the over but i i'd probably have to dig a little more inside the stat boxes on how they uh, did over the past three uh three games i will say this uh, two out of the three games did go over, and those numbers were posted at 219. Um, yeah. And in the second game, they, they scored 235. In the f- uh, third game, they scored 264. And I think that was the one that went uh, into overtime. Yeah, yeah. So there, that, that is interesting. I mean, a lot of kind of not unexplainable, but moves from these regular season matchups when, you know, maybe these teams got upgraded, downgraded, starting to play slower, faster. The Hawks defense has been better. And you did mention that inexperience angle, which is always something to consider with, you know, are those the playoff jitters in the first quarter? We obviously yep. didn't see that from Indiana tonight. We did from Charlotte. Um, yep. So, you know, we'll have to tune into that. That about sums it up for that series, right? Anything else you want to talk about with, with Knicks Hawks? No, I think that was everything I had my, on my sheet. Sounds good. Let's take an, another quick break here, and then we'll come back and we'll get to Heat Bucks. Today's episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. If you haven't played Underdog Fantasy, you have to check it out, guys. Their best, fa- their fantasy best ball contests are some of the best around, including their Best Ball Mania 2 tournament, where you can win $1 million. Plus, you can play a number of games involving parlaying player props for MLB, the NBA, and more. They also have a special NBA playoffs best ball tournament coming up as well. Go to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN. And don't forget to enter that best ball mania two tournament for your chance to win $1 million. That's underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by odds jam. If you're a sharp better, you need to sign up with odds jam. Odds jam does your line shopping for you. Finding the best prices on all bets, including player perhaps that's so clutch odds jam even provides arbitrage opportunities where you can bet on both sides of a line at two different shops to guarantee a profit odds jam also tailors itself to whatever betting market you're currently in so dominate the marketplace with odds jam sign up at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds jam and use promo code sgp for five percent off that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds jam promo code sgp five percent off all right Muna, coming back off the break just super excited for this series i mean i think it's really kind of but what both teams wanted i think the heat kind of think they have the bucks number and the bucks really need to prove to themselves it seems like that they can kind of get it done in the playoffs so early impressions of this series that you have you know i think it's just i'm so excited for it series price that i'm showing is heat plus 225 bucks minus 270 um, you, yeah. you seeing similar to that? Uh, let me hear quickly. Look, I just changed pages here. Um, I see, yeah, Bucks minus 280 and Heat coming back plus 240. Okay. So, yeah, so a little bit of difference again on, on uh, the books that we're using, but 
you know, pretty see decently sized dog. Although I kind of like the bucks at that value. Although, you know, can you trust them after they got dog by the heat last year, last year in this matchup? Um, so early impressions of this series matchups you're looking at and kind of your impression of the other matchup at first glance. Yeah, I think we kind of want to go back and maybe talk about what happened last year yeah, in, in yeah. the bubble, right? So I think we can start there for this series. And Heat won that series four games to one. I believe it was the semifinals in the Eastern Conference. Yep. Um, so, you know, I was quickly just going through the, the numbers and just looking at the box scores and stuff like that. So the first four games, Miami took the first three games. They were out to a 3 nothing lead. And in those first four games where – even when uh, Milwaukee won the fourth game, got it three to one. Uh, Miami was averaging 116 points um, per game through those first four games. And that was really mind boggling to me. Right. When we talk about, I think Giannis had, we had talked conversation about how Giannis was defensive player of the year for the past two years and whatnot. And how he's, you know, Milwaukee should have prided themselves on playing better defense, but Quickly, just kind of rattling off the numbers from that from that series last year, right? Butler was averaging twenty three point four points per game, five point eight rebounds, four point four four point four assists, shot fifty three percent from the field, and then forty five point five percent from three point line. I, I think that one guy that is going to be missed for the Miami Heat in this series is got to be Jay Crowder. Yeah. Right. Because we're going back to last season in that in that playoff. Sorry. Yeah. In that playoff against Milwaukee, he was averaging 15 points per game in that series and shot 43 percent from the three point line. He made he had he made the most three pointers out of all the shooters on their team. He was 22 of 51. The next guy down was Tyler Hero, who was 14 of 33. So I think this roster. So let me ask you this: Do you think the, this Miami team is better from last year, or are they worse from last year? I think they're pretty clearly slightly worse. Um, and okay. know, personnel-wise, obviously losing Jay hurt. They haven't really found mm-hmm. a good replacement for that. And then, you know, between Goron, Tyler Hero, and Duncan Robinson, none of those guys have been quite the same as we saw in the playoffs last year. I mean, they maybe it's the regular season we're talking, but they haven't gotten back to the level that we knew them in the playoffs. Yeah, so uh, you know, go, kind of going back to that last season series in the playoffs. Um, so Tyler Hero shot forty two percent from three point land. Yep, Drogage was Drogage, and then Duncan Robinson both shot thirty five percent. So I think the story last season was that the Miami Heat were making their shots, but like you and I both agree, I think this this roster is slightly worse than it was last year when they took on the Bucks. They don't have like you mentioned Jake Crowder anymore. They don't have Kelly Olynyk. They replaced those guys with a Trevor Ariza, which I don't think is a great three-point shooter. He's a very streaky three-point shooter because I know this because he was with the Rockets when Chris Paul and James Harden were together, that he's either going to go four for eight or he's going to go like 0 for 11. So, you know, I I think that's a significant piece that not having Jake Crowder is going to be a bigger deal than what most people are not talking about. Um, and then going back to that, this is looking on uh, the Milwaukee side, right? Um, the leading scorer for that series was Chris Middleton at 25 points per game, close to 26. They're going to need Giannis to step up because he only averaged 22 points in that series. He also got um, hurt in that series too. Yeah. So, yeah. and I think that that's, that's going to, I think, 
at that point, I think it was late because it was yeah, the it was, it game was. that he yeah. missed, right? So, and then the other thing that kind of stuck out for me going back to last season was that Brooke Lopez was their best three point shooter at forty three percent. The next best, the next best guy was at about thirty eight percent, which is Dante DiVincenzo. So, I think so. Going you know coming back to this season, I think the Milwaukee Bucks roster got a lot better from what it was last season, yeah. and I think Miami got like you said, slightly worse than they what they were last season. And and you know, we still hear that Miami right now is dealing with a lot of health health concerns with Jimmy Butler's back and guys being in and out of the lineup. Yeah. So I think that's probably a good starting point to kind of discuss this series. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what happened last year was Miami had a complete competitive edge over the Bucs, right? And, you know, Jimmy Butler walked on the court and he, w- he was the best player on the floor. He was talking that shit. He w- was better than Giannis last year. And I think... Whether or not that's changed, I absolutely love the additions of Drew Holiday and P.J. Tucker for this Bucks team in terms of playoff yeah. basketball. I think P.J. Tucker, you know him from the Rockets, how he is one of the toughest players in the NBA, one of my favorite playoff players just because he brings so much to the table, leadership, communication, and then being able to guard multiple positions on defense and knock down the corner three on offense. I think they're going to get to that lineup with Giannis at the four and P.J. at the five, and they, I think that's, that's going to change their ceiling completely this year. Um so I look at that as kind of a neutralization of that toughness edge is bringing in PJ and Drew, who guys that you're not really going to pull one over on. Whereas in the past, you know, Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Brooke Lopez, they were a little bit soft. I mean, I think you, yeah. you gotta you gotta be real about that. So with Miami, I mean, I think they still have the confidence coming into this series. Now, Tyler Hero and, and um, you know Jimmy Butler, they dominated last year against Brooke Lopez on on that pick and roll. Tyler Hero was hitting so many pull up jumpers like every night. Yeah. Now the Bucks are trying to switch more. Um, so we'll have to see if, if the Heat can beat switches. Drew Holiday obviously has potential to neutralize Tyler Hero. I mean, that's basically, mm-hmm. you know, a guaranteed lockup basically yep. with Drew now. So yep. the more I talk myself about this series, I kind of like the Bucks more and more. Now it's a big price to lay at minus 270, minus 280. But is would that be something you're comfortable with? With this, is are you that confident in the Bucks, or you know, you still kind of want to wait and maybe see what happens game one? I think I, I think the Milwaukee Bucks were waiting for this playoffs, and now that they get to match up and revenge or avenge what happened last season in the bubble is definitely going to be on their mind. Yeah, and I just kind of want to go back to the Milwaukee Bucks roster. So last year they had George Hill, Eric Bledsoe, and Wesley Matthews. You replaced those three guys this season with Drew Holiday, PJ Tucker, and Breen Forbes. Yeah. And I think that's pretty significant, right? Because that's, yeah. I think number one, all three of those guys are pretty good three point shooters. I know what Tucker can do from the corner. Drew Holiday is a guy that can go out and get you anywhere from 15, 20 points a night. And we've seen what Green Forbes can do from beyond beyond the three point arc. He's good for two to four makes per night for you. So, um, but I think you hit the nail on the head when you talked about how Drew Holiday and PJ Tucker are significantly better defenders for this Milwaukee Bucks team. And we know what they can do on offense, right? And I think the starting point for them is going to be defense. But yeah, I think more and more we talk about this, it seems like that minus 280 price is maybe, I mean, I know it's minus 280, but it's almost like value, right? And being that low of a number against this Miami team, I think what a lot of people are thinking is that we're kind of looking back at this Miami Heat team that went to the NBA Finals last year. Now, my question to you, I had another question to ask you was, do you think that is something that 
Miami Heat were just that good last year, or was it a product of this team being in a closed environment in the bubble where there were no distractions, especially being a team from a city like Miami? Yeah, I think it was a little bit of both. I definitely think the bubbles worked out well for them. And look, they also kind of snuck up on the Bucs. I think people don't really remember. Like, that was shocking when they went up 3-0. Like, every night yeah. we were reacting that series, being like, oh, my God, what is happening? I'm sure the Bucs had that same panic settling in. So yeah. from that perspective, the Heat did kind of have that story of no one really took them seriously until they beat the Bucs, and then they all they had between them was the Celtics. And that series really could have gone either way. So – you know, I, when I look at this year, it's the Bucs are on extremely high alert. You know, they, they they know that this team can beat them and their dreams, that type of thing. And the Heat are coming in. Yes, they have that confidence, but everyone kind of sees them for what they are this year. Whereas last year, we were kind of discovering who they were as the journey went along. So yeah. from that perspective, I think the Bucs are going to be ready. Um, for sure. And we'll have to see. I mean, look, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo is just really, really – really great playoff duo. And if these other pieces around them catch fire again, if Goron and Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn catch fire again, I mean, they're going to have the potential to win this series. They're, you know, only a four and a half point dog in game one. We, we, we could talk about that. And, um, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think this series is going to be there for Miami if they can get back to that level. But that also requires the Bucks kind of folding again. And I don't think we're going to see that. I think we're, we're going to see the Bucks play well. So to me, that means Miami has to reach a new ceiling to win this series. Um, you know, I don't think they're going to get that Bucks C-level effort that we got in the playoffs last year. I, you know, I'm just kind of looking at some of the defensive metrics for the season, and it's kind of scary when we talk about three-point shooting def, uh, for what Miami can do and the defense of uh, Milwaukee Bucks defending that three-point line. So season long, Milwaukee Bucks defending the three-point line were the second-worst defense. They were sandwiched in between the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Minnesota Timberwolves, allowing teams to shoot 38% from um, the three-point line. And then if I go over to the last 10 games uh, of the season, Milwaukee was the worst team uh, allowing three-point shooting at 53%. Sorry, yeah, no, 43% allowing 16.4 makes per game. So, I think that's going to be the story right there, at least in games and one and two, is what the Milwaukee Bucks do defending that three-point line against the shooters of Miami with Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. Uh, Trevor Ariza can sneaky make three-point shots, like you said, yep. Goran Dragic. So, you know, I think that's number one for Milwaukee is going to be defending that three-point line. We know what they're capable of offense now. They made significant upgrades in the offseason with Drew Holiday. We know what Chris Middleton can do. He had a fantastic series last year against them. He averaging close to 26 points per game. But I want to see what Milwaukee does in this first game, defending that three-point line and 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 just how they come out and play. So, um, you know, as much as a now, I kind of look at these stats of what Milwaukee was doing from defending. It, it's still it's still scary that it seems like that they didn't make the proper adjustments this season to you know address that. Yeah, and they're trying to be a switching team now, but they haven't really discovered that identity, and it's not been tested in the playoffs yet. So, yeah, and that you know they haven't really had a PJ Tucker like player before, where Brooke Lopez usually closes games for these guys in, in their past playoff runs, and now they're trying to kind of adjust on a fly. Drew's never been in the playoffs with these guys before, so there is some of that element of it too. Let's get to Game One here, and then we'll get out of here. Heat on the road in Milwaukee. Bucks laying four and a half total at 227. Very interesting number here. I I, I kind of seems a little low to me. 
Seems a little, yeah, it seems a little low. I mean, I, I kind of, ah, this is just tough. Um, you know, with not really knowing who this Bucks team is yet, but I still do have a lot of faith in them. I'm going to go with the Bucks minus four and a half, but I'm looking to play the Bucks in the first quarter. I think they jump out hot here. And, yeah, I like you know, that. And, I, you know, I think there's a lot riding on this game for them. I think they come out trying to punch this Heat team in the mouth and say, you're not going to little brother us again this year. So while I do like that four and a half, you know, I think my favorite play in this game will be Bucks in the first quarter on a four and a half point spread. What well, we guess that'd be what one and a half or two. Um, I'm not seeing see quarter lines out yet. yet. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, you're probably probably one and a half, maybe yeah. two. Yeah, um, so that'd be my favorite play for this game here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it almost kind of feel I feel like you you kind of kind of get this p p uh, PTSD that. <laughs> Miami maybe just comes in and shoots lights out in that first quarter. And it's like, it's like deja vu all over again for, for the Milwaukee Bucks saying, you know, we know Miami is capable of that, but um, man, I don't know. Like this number seems a little trappy. I'll agree with you. I like that first quarter for the Bucks that they should come out and play good basketball, um, especially being at home. You know, I, I think that, you know, I keep on talking about the bubble last season that there was no home court advantage. Now there are going to be some type of fans in the stadium or in the arena for, for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I like that first quarter. And I think something to keep an eye on throughout these playoffs, now that we're back in uh, uh, the respective teams' arenas with some type of fans, it'll be interesting to see how home teams are doing against the spread in the first quarter and how they're coming out and responding in fourth quarter to being on their home court. We saw it tonight with Indiana. They came out just shooting well and then playing well. It'll be interesting to see how Boston does tonight against Washington. So for me right now, I'll agree with you taking that Bucks um, first quarter line. I think they come out guns blazing, uh, shooting, you know, well from the three point line. And I think, you know, going back to last season in the bubble, that's going to be something that's going to be on their mind to come out and play well against this Miami Heat team. Yeah, I think, you know, maybe best bet potential for me, Bucks first quarter. And I also think, you know, if that does play out, maybe some live line action on the Heat. I mean, the Heat reserves, if they do have Tyler Hero out there with that second unit, Andre Iguodala, probably better than what the Bucks can muster up. It's going to be interesting to see how minutes totals are allocated here. You know, are both teams going straight to a stricter rotation or are they kind of playing more guys early in the series? We will see. Total at 227. We'll have any thoughts on that? I, I got to take the over, man. I, I do. Um, we know what Milwaukee is capable of, you know, offensively. Uh, Miami has struggled a little bit on, on you know, defending here over the past 10 games and kind of go back to this season and kind of look at the numbers. They, the first game was – the first two games for these two teams was kind of that back-to-back situation where we're talking about this season where two teams are playing each other on back-to-back nights or two out of three games. Um, the first game, Milwaukee won that game 144-97. Second game, 119-108. I think Giannis did not play in that game. And then they played, uh, like we mentioned last Saturday, I believe, um, 122-108. So I think all three of those games probably went over the total. And Bucks were favored in all three of those games. And I think they covered two out of the three because they lost that second game in that back-to-back situation against Miami. So um, I'm going to stay with the over in this game at 227. There we go. I will. I will join you on that over. So... Looks like we both lean the Bucks at four and a half, but like the first quarter better. And then over yep. 227. Moonaf, let's get out of here. We got to get ready for this Celtics Wizards game tonight. Yep. 
any closing thoughts on either of these two series? And obviously we will be back later in the week to add in our handicaps of the uh, series that involve playing teams. No, I mean, I think we covered uh, both of these series. I, you know, I'm looking forward to both of these Eastern conference series. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get into what Sixers or who Sixers are going to play and, and the Nets are going to play once these <clears throat> playing games are determined. But I think these are, these are two great um, series for uh, the Eastern conference to start off at least. Yeah, Buck, Bucks Heat in particular is just like a, a gift sure. of a first-round series. And obviously, we'll have some great series in the West as well. Moonoff, we're going to people find you on Twitter to get some of these plays and your other picks for baseball. The man, yeah. you're doing it all. Yeah, man, it's, it's a grind. But you can uh, find me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Make sure to check out our MLB gambling podcast. Uh, me and Malcolm are, you know, trying to grind them out twice a week. So, you know, any baseball fans or People that like making money, you know, check us out on the on that uh, on that podcast. Yeah, there we go. Please follow me on Twitter at NBA Zach B. Check out the NBA Gambling Podcast, this show, the MLB Gambling Podcast, and all the other podcasts in the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Articles on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Moon, if I know you had a piece up there today. Will Mormon, I think, had an NBA player props article up there today as well that he posted in our Slack channel which you can yeah. join at sg.pn slash Slack. We'll have all these plays locked in on Slack, chatting throughout the day. So anything else, Moonoff? That is it, sir. We will be back tomorrow with Scott. That's going to be fun. Western Conference tomorrow. Yeah, this is a very efficient performance by us. You know, yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we really cover both those series well. So we will talk to everyone tomorrow. Have a good night and let it ride, everybody. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-basket.